It's showtime. Okay, Tokyo, South America, Australia, France, Germany, UK, Africa. Here we go. Head on with Bob Kincaid. Three hours of conversation, cussin' and a discussin' with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. And here we go, off and running on this 8th day of December 2022. This is The Horn. Head on dot live is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. That's where you go if you'd like to be part of the Merry Wacky Zany real-time madcap multimedia extravaganza that is The Horn chat room in the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, all time zones in between, and the Great Globe Round, and whatever time it is when you are listening to the podcast. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for listening live. Thanks even for, you know, listening on TuneIn and putting up with their Exxon Mobil ads. Oof. Yeah. Hi. I'm Robin. And uh, it is Thorn in the Side Thursday. And we have thorns. So few roses. So many thorns. And we'll get to all of them in fairly short order, but of course every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude, and this program is no different, and so consequently, we say thank you to our eighth day of the month subscribers. That means thank you to uh, uh, Susan in the Great Northwest. Hey, Fort Earth. Thanks, Marsha. Thanks, Nancy. Thank you so much, all of you, for being partial sponsors of the program it's why this program exists thank you george uh in course gold for getting us started hey george uh just now even as the program was beginning george jumped in before i could even say what the fundraising goal is and it's just as well because well okay um uh, with what george just kicked in we have just met a cat in ohio's uh, don't make Santa sad challenge. And so consequently, uh, we are down to um, uh, $890 to go to finish our, uh, or not finish, but get caught up. That means uh, we are unfunded for today, Thursday, yesterday, Wednesday, and for all but $10 of Tuesday. But we're actually inside this broadcast week. So, whoo, yeah. Uh, 
Thank you, George, for uh, getting us uh, getting us over the hump there. That is so huge. I so appreciate it. And so, um, you know, maybe maybe we can get a little further down the road. I'm still sweating, sweating the details. I mean, you know, it, at first it was like, oh, inflation. And then it's like, hey, wait. Nothing goes as far as it did. And I, but this is because I'm really simple where mathematics and ciphering and stuff is concerned. I also have another thank you to send out. Uh, I went by the uh, uh, post office box there at the 1038 North Eisenhower Drive, PMB 318, Beckley, West Virginia, 25801. See how it snuck it in there? And uh, picked up a box and was like, wow, this is heavy. And it came from the Vermont Country Store. And what a treat that turned out to be. So thank you. Thank you. Um, you know who you are, who sent along a jar of, or a box of various flavors of uh, wonderful, wonderful uh, fruit spreads. Uh, there was, there's, there's orange pineapple and boysenberry and... Uh, blackberry and red raspberry uh, 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 fruit spread. I would call them preserves, but they are reduced sugar. Thank you for be- taking that into account. And so I'm looking forward very much to tomorrow morning um, toasting an English muffin and slathering the butter to it. There's a creamery not far from here that makes butter, and oh, it is heavenly. And I'm thinking my first go is going to be with the orange pineapple. That just really speaks to me, and and that's you know, as we move into this time of year, further into this time of year, something like that, a a warm and toasty English muffin with all those little nooks and crannies, and Claire, we I don't know if they're English muffins there, but they are here, but they've got all the little nooks and crannies and sourdough and. And they, they just soak up the butter, and you put the spread on, and, and, and you got a hot cup of coffee, and life is good. So thank you so very much for that. It was absolutely a delight to see that. Tickled me pink. Er. Er. At any rate, um, it, it, I'm, I'm, we've had two solid days of uh, the clouds lowered upon our housetops. It's really gray out there. I mean, grim. Um, and I didn't go running around today, so I didn't cross the bridge, and I didn't sort of perk myself up at that, at, at, at the beauty, the majesty of that, even in this time of year. And the light is failing and will continue to get worse until, well, we got, well, what, about uh, 13 more days of failing light, and then the sun is reborn, the S-O-N, not the, the, S-U, the S-U-N, not the S-O-N. Notwithstanding, notwithstanding that gang of Lulus who think that Bill Gates is paying Harvard to figure out how to dim the sun. You know, sometimes I just sit around and think, you know, I, because I can't imagine what it would be like to be in somebody's noggin that thinks that. Um, oh, goodness. You know, evil Bill Gates sitting up in his uh, in, in his fortified tower with his 
fingers clacking against each other like Mr. Byrne saying, Dim the sun. Um, yes, sir. We'll be dimming the sun right now. Any moment. Yeah. Release the hounds. Because <sighs> Bill Gates is a dimmer switch for the sun. And rainbows that are stargates. Yeah. And it, from an anthropological standpoint, maybe sociological, possibly psychological, you just kind of want to know, you want to know a little bit better, how in the hell does that happen? Um, how do people get there? But then again, we've got all kinds of, and, and you know, the, the, that, was a, that, was a, that was a group of um, off-the-deep-end African-American folks. But we got, we got more than our fair share of, of, of white-wing weirdos. Oh, and by the way, thank you as well to Dennis and Columbus. Hey, Dennis, and thank you to uh, Brandon and Fennell in Brooklyn. Um, y'all were all part of, of knocking down uh, knocking down Cat's Challenge. Thank you so much. Um, it's not, but it, really, it's not a struggle for me not to think that there's a race of men in, in the trees and your four tough legislation. Thanks for calling. I wait all night for calls like these. Y'all know where, the, where that line comes from. But what happens, and I mean, I've got a friend, someone who's been dear to me for Jesus, um, 30, 40 years, more than half my life, and dude has gone down the Ukraine rabbit hole, and it's not a rabbit hole, it's a rat hole. He's gone down the Ukraine rat hole, he's gone down the vaccine rat hole, he's gone down the mask rat hole. I got another friend who has gone down the uh, the, the child genital mutilation rat hole. Curiously, they're both in Florida. It's enough to keep a girl out of that state. And I don't, because this is this is a thorn in my side. I don't understand what happens inside the human mind that makes that happen. I neglected to mention, though, that if you do pop by the chat room right now, you'll be greeted by early arrivers Anatole and Irish Dave and Squeaky. Hey, guys. And capably moderated in the, uh, uh, in, in the far northwest uh, paradise of Oregon. Uh, capably moderated by Roger there. Are you still, are you still, are you still trimming buds? Roger, uh, or, or do you get do you get do you get Christmas off, my friend? Uh, I, but thank you. <sighs> but does anybody have an explanation for that? How do such cockamamie notions become so 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 persistently pernicious? And, you know, some of this is just the latest stuff. You know, you got Marginal Trailer Queen and the Gazpacho Police. And the Jewish Space Lasers. And, 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 and it goes on and on and on. You know, 9-11. And we never landed on the moon. 
We never landed on the moon was pre-internet. But, you know, 9-11 proliferated across the internet, and all of a sudden, you know, no plane was ever seen hitting the Pentagon. And George W. Bush was seen dashing around Building 6 with his little black hat and his little black coat and his little black boots planting little black bombs. When in fact, the reality is a thousand times more frightening. Is that what it is? That we need these, these cockamamie theories to explain away what would otherwise be too existentially terrifying for us to cope with? Honest to God, I don't know. And I don't even know if it's profitable to try to figure this stuff out. Otherwise, you know, you just look and you move on. And you, Well, now, isn't that interesting? And, and, and you keep going. Kind of like the dude I used to run into back when we'd work in D.C. Uh, he'd always be up there at the corner where the Library of Congress is uh, across the street from the Capitol. And for about 15 seconds, he'd make sense, and then the words Lyndon LaRouche would come out of his mouth. And you'd immediately realize, whoops, time to go. Well, that does sound good. Thank you very kindly for the suggestion. Try peanut butter and blackberry preserved sandwiches. Merry Christmas. Thank you. <laughs> that sounds just delightfully good. Mmm. On a, on, a, on, a, on a good, really, uh, just chewy, dense, uh, oh, 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 on a, on a, on a really good um, German pumpernickel. You know, because pumpernickel is made with a little bit of bitter cocoa powder in it. Mm. Thank you, Ralphs. Ralphs is extending her uh, uh, congratulations, Raphael Warnock. Thank you, Georgia, for Raphael Warnock challenge. So that means we can take that 890. And make it eight forty if somebody will come if somebody will uh, pitch in twenty five more dollars. Thank you so much, Ralphs. Thank you. So I just I don't know. I just felt like the need to unburden my birds aren't real. That was in there too. <sighs> or uh, I saw one earlier today. I won't go into the details, but that. Uh, Women have certain problems because their diets aren't alkaline enough. Something about the pH down there. And, and of course, it was a guy saying it. Yes, tell me, tell me more about something you know nothing about. Kind of like getting marital advice from a Roman Catholic priest. I, I got nothing. In a way, I think I, I think I opened the program with that because the other thing that I had planned to open the program with is so much more sad and grim. And that's the news that came out yesterday. Um, I found out about it after the show was over. You know... Places like... Texas and Alabama. Tennessee's working on it. Kentucky stands working on it. Arkansas's knee deep in it. But 
Texas has gone extra double-plus overtime hammer and tongs to make LGBTQ kids hate themselves. And even before I came out, even before I transitioned, this hateful behavior broke my heart and infuriated me. Now it's just even more profound, I guess. And so the news, uh, I saw the news after the program was over yesterday. That a 14-year-old little girl in Texas was rushed to the hospital from her home because she had attempted to harm herself and had stabbed herself in her arm. LGBTQ kids are at an exponentially higher risk of self-harm and self-ending than uh, straight cis kids. And so this 14-year-old was carted out of her home to the hospital where she was stabilized and she survived I'm not going to sit here and say okay because there's no way she's okay. This wasn't a little trans kid. This was a girl who had declared herself a year ago to be bisexual. To have attraction both to boys and girls. And since coming out, her life was apparently made unbearable. And this wasn't, as it turned out, this wasn't some street kid. This wasn't some kid who had been kicked out of her house. This was a kid from a well-to-do neighborhood in the greater Houston area who, whose family had, to say the least, Tremendous wealth privilege. This kid is the 14 year old daughter of the human pond scum we refer to as Rafaelito Eduardo Cruz, the anointed booger eating future king of America. Last Christmas, she put out a pretty annoyed TikTok in which she called out the homophobia of her mommy and daddy and pointed out that she had been airbrushed in the family Christmas card because she was daring to show her sinful midriff and that they had put some extra clothing on her for the picture because they didn't want to give Jesus a sad So she knew pretty well that her parents were ashamed of her. And here, 
in early December of 2022. It got to be too much for her, and she tried to hurt herself. Just like LGBTQ plus kids do all over Texas, all over the South, especially, you know, the Stan states, Alabama, Tennessee, Arkansas, Texas Stan, Louisiana Stan. Did I say Tennessee Stan, South Carolina Stan, North Carolina Stan, Florida Stan, Missouri Stan, Oklahoma Stan, Idaho Stan, North and South Dakota Stan, yes, West Virginia Stan, Ohio Stan, It happens all the time. It happens way too much. And it happens by choice. I cannot imagine. I don't want to imagine. I cannot bear to imagine. What that child's life in that hellscape, upscale, upper class Christian home must have been like to know that every time your sick needle-nosed daddy goes out and blathers on about the queers he's telling the entire world how much he despises you this shit's pretty awful just on a on, on a general basis and it takes a lot of courage and a lot of determination not to let it, not to take it personally. Or to decide not to take it personally. What did the Who sing? No one knows what it's like to be hated. <sighs> Too many do. And I don't know how you get from day A to day B, from Monday to Tuesday, from Tuesday to Wednesday, etc. I don't know how you do that when the hate is coming from inside the house. I don't know. And of course, a press release went out saying, please respect the family's privacy. Oh, well, sure. I'm sure nobody's protesting outside of Rafaelito Eduardo Cruz, the anointed booger-eating future king of America's house, or the woman he's married to, Heidi, for whom he would not even stand up against Donald Trump when he called her a dog. But the fact of the matter is, one of the first people I thought of when I saw the story was Steve Scalise of Louisiana, Stan. Um, the second most powerful man in the Republican caucus in the House of Representatives. That guy got shot all to pieces by a guy with a semi-automatic weapon, and it still, didn't, still hasn't uh, dawned on him that maybe people ought not have such easy access to such horrifying weapons of war.
And Ted Cruz will not stop bullying and castigating and hating the LGBTQ community because hating the LGBTQ community has proven in the past few years, well, in, in, in this century, to be a really good dollar. The other thing I thought of was the story of the Exodus and the children of Israel. And how, if you believe, it's a myth. I mean, it's not, not anything to believe. It's just a myth. But if you buy into the meaning of that myth, that time after time after time, frogs and locusts, the Nile River turns to blood, uh, the, the flies, smog, um, and ultimately the death of every firstborn in the land of Egypt. And still Pharaoh would not learn for his heart was hardened. And so Raphaelita won't learn. You know, if that was a poor household, Texas CPS might very well. No, they wouldn't. Not now. But in, a, in at least a civilized state, CPS would be in that house getting that child the hell out of there so that she, she won't be driven to self-harm anymore. Put her with a family that actually cares and values children who aren't straight. But there's a lot of wealth privilege there. And so that child is going, probably, is, is going back into that hell of a home. And I pity her. My heart hurts for her. I worry for her and I fear from her. For her and I, I hope I hope there's somebody close enough to her who can tell her those three crucial words. It gets better. Oh, they have they 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 have her tied down economically, but being who they are, maybe they'll be able to send her off to Harvard or Yale or Stanford where she can be herself and build herself her own life and eventually love whom she wants to love and be who she is without the intrusion of a man whose very essence is hatred and bigotry. She's not listening. No one she knows is listening. But that does not stop me from caring. Stop us from caring. And stop us from sending all the energy we have out into the vastness of the universe and saying, it 
gets better. I've been thinking, I thought about it all last night and I thought about it all day today. We've been through crisis in this family. Sooner or later, crisis will come to every family. And it's all in how you handle it and it's all in how you learn. You know, in the beginning of uh, Tolstoy's Anna Karenina, he says, and I'm paraphrasing here, all happy families are happy in the same way. But all unhappy families are unhappy differently. And there is so much truth in that. But it gets better. It does get better. And I hope it can even get better for the child of a monster. An absolute unmitigated monster. Like Ted Cruz. And from the Department of, oh my God, no, really? We get Megan, our little nut Meg, McCain. The story comes from Queerty. Of course Megan McCain has found a way to make the situation with Ted Cruz's daughter about herself. Um, you know, it's interesting that the family said, there were no serious injuries. Oh, yes, there were. She's been receiving serious injuries day after day after day after day. And it'll take a lot to ameliorate those in, uh, in injuries. The family requests that the media respect their daughter's privacy at this time. Caroline Cruz's privacy is not the problem here. The bigotry of Caroline Cruz's parents So, Megan McCain, our little nut Meg, did in fact find a way to make it all about herself. Did you know she's John McCain's daughter? She said, there's a special hell about being a teenage girl when your dad is a famous politi Republican politician and you're in middle high school. And I did it before social media and before journalists would target minors and report on them. Leave the entire Cruz family alone and just send prayers. Sure, Mag. God. 
it's um it's a hell of a thing to watch people like Meg McCain. Make it about herself. When what this is about is the is 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 every LGBTQ kid in the country. Because one political party has chosen for the last couple of years to lean in on them. Absolutely defenseless children. Democrats aren't running running around out there uh, saying that there's something wrong with them. Liberals aren't doing that. Progressives aren't doing that. That's the Republican Party. And, of course, you press them, they'll tell you that they're they're jacking off. They're just asking questions. Just asking questions. And that's cover for absolutely putrescent hate. Add one more, just to add, uh, just 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 to add to things. Uh, This isn't directly on point, but it's close enough to matter. Um, The bill, and it's not a particularly impressive bill, to somewhat protect marriage equality and interracial marriage and marriage same same sex marriage, same gender marriage, uh, in the United States passed the House today, having passed the Senate, and it went to Joe Biden's desk, and President Biden will sign it into law. But before they could pass it in the House, they had to have debate. And in the course of that debate, uh, a maggot Congress critter by the name of Vicki Hartzler rose to offer her opinion on whether queer couples deserve... Uh, the same rights as straight couples. A bunch of weirdos from the uh, 4th Congressional District of Missouri stand sent her to Congress. She's been there 11 years now. Reminds me of what uh, Cromwell once said to Parliament, In the name of God, go! You've done enough! But Vicki Hartzler is a Christian. And she's kind of a pick-me girl. And she likes to send out press releases about the bigots that she supports. The other day when the Supreme Court heard the uh, 303 versus Alenis case, she said, uh, I was proud. I was glad to support... Lori Smith's right to speak. 
and so Vicky Joe stood up to speak in the well in in the house today. Eh, get the hockey puck in the tape, would you? Mr. Speaker, I'll tell you my priority. Protect religious liberty, protect people of faith, and protect Americans who believe in the true meaning of marriage. I hope and pray that my colleagues will find the courage to join me in opposing this misguided and this dangerous bill. I know that. Gentlemen, time. There's not a single fucking tear going down her face. Not one. Bitch, go brush your hair. Thank you, Matt. Imagine being so absolutely consumed with hate that you start crying at the mere thought that someone that you despise might have the same rights to the laws regarding matrimony as you white Christian cis het lady do. Imagine that. Uh, I saw that clip and it really and she hopes and she prays. Pray louder, Christian. Your God can't hear you. Uh, she had previously said, its only purpose is to hand the federal government a legal bludgeoning tool to drive people of faith out of the public square and silence anyone who dissents. Jesus, honey, queer people just want to get married and stay married. It, it, it says that on a state level, on a governmental level, that one state has to recognize the marriage of an, uh, 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 made in another state. And it repealed the dumbass Defense of Marriage Act. That said marriage can only between be between one man and one woman. Oh. And being a Christian, of course, she's also a liar. And proving it, she said, Obergefell is not in danger. Entirely oblivious to the holding, uh, the concurrence in Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization in which Clarence Pubes on the Coke can Fappy Thomas called for the Alliance Defaming Freedom or the Thomas More Association Project or uh, 
oh, who's what? Uh, what's that other uh, Liberty Lobby or yeah, a- any one of these seedy, skeevy, shady, gross, divey, uh, tax-free dodges that provide free legal help to bigots uh, to bring that to to bring him Slappy a case that he could use to overturn Obergefell. Among other things, she's also barked and grunted and hooted for the state of Missouri to add a constitutional amendment that says marriage is a sacred union ordained by God. It's only between one man and one woman. God, like I said, it gets it it it, it, it gets wearisome. If there's any uh, if there's any good news out of this, she will not return in January when the new Congress convenes, because uh, Vicky Joe felt like she was senatorial timber, and she campaigned for the uh, seat being vacated by uh, the, by Roy Blunt, and lost her Christian ass. Jesus must not have wanted her to be a senator. Maybe he, he maybe he wants her to go home and make her man a sandwich. No let up. No, there's 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 no let up. Um. Yeah, I, I do get a, I, I get a kick out of all the campaign solicitation emails that I get because God knows they're legion. I got one from Nancy Pelosi earlier. You know, we we just won. We just we just but the campaign finance emails are still coming out. I got one today from Nancy Pelosi. Bob, could I have a minute to chat with you? Wouldn't it be hilarious if somebody actually took that serious? Oh no, 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 no! I, I got the email right here. She says she wants to talk to me. And then, I, the what, uh, 13 minutes ago, I got one from President Joseph R. Biden, Jr. I'd love to call you Robin. Well, you can call me Robin. Which immediately sent me off down the garden path of, you never even call me by my name. If a girl had any sense, she wouldn't be singing, because we got an $890 fundraising hole, and we can at least get it down to eight forty if somebody wants to kick in twenty five bucks. Thank you in advance. Going back to our little nutmeg, Darlene in Connecticut points out she's not even good at it. Nutmeg is always playing the victim. That's her one shtick. Yeah, she's a one shtick pony. Sorry, but you're 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 not wrong. You're so not wrong, Darlene. Hi, I'm Megan McCain. Did you know I'm John McCain's daughter? Uh, some good news today. Brittany Griner's on her way home. Finally. Remember, the Russians nabbed her for a 
teeny tiny itsy bitsy amount of, uh, I guess you'd say cannabis, uh, cannabis oil in a vape pen. They sent her off to a prison colony. I'm guessing being Russia, it was probably Rurapente. There's our obligatory Star Trek reference for the evening. News came out earlier that she was uh, she had been handed off somewhere in the Middle East and was being uh, um, repatriated, coming back to Merca, having been swapped for an arms dealer who's already done ten years of far, of uh, federal time at a federal uh, penitentiary out in uh, Illinois. I hope her trauma is not too great. I hope her trauma is not at all. I hope she can get over it quickly. She is, by all accounts, not not only a fantastic athlete, but also a pretty decent human being. And the larger question that obtains in that regard is why she was in Russia in the first place. She was not on vacation. She was not a tourist. No, she was in Russia playing uh, for a a team over there during the off-season. Because she doesn't make enough money in the the, uh, WNBA to really live. And so a lot of the women from the WNBA have to go abroad during the off-season to play to supplement their uh, shitty income. She was playing in the Russian League for UMMC Ekaterinburg. And in fact, uh, last year, she helped that team win its fifth EuroLeague Women's Championship. So the on, you know the only reason she was over there was because of the pay inequity in this country. Uh, Sue Hovey is the co-author of her two thousand of Brittany Griner's two thousand fifteen memoir "In My Skin: My Life on and Off the Basketball Court." And she she fired off a, a note to the, well, one of, if not the best sports writer in the country today, Dave Zirin. And Dave Zirin published an article and, 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 and quoted Sue Hovey, who said, Brittany's detainment in Russia also once again shines the spotlight on an unfortunate truth that the vast majority of WNBA players earn their living overseas. A lot of casual sports fans still don't know this, which kind of blows my mind. But that just shows you how much more work needs to be done when it comes to raising awareness around equity issues in women's sports. Oddly enough, in autocratic societies like Russia and Turkey and China, women's basketball is a hell of a lot more popular than it is here. 
and that's why and 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 that's why these 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 basketball players wind up there. According to the Associated Press, almost half of the WNBA's 144 players were overseas this offseason. The minimum salary in the WNBA is $60,000 a year. And if you're trying to if you're trying to live in a major metropolitan area in this country, you know, places such as where most of the WNBA franchises are located in 2022 that's barely subsistence living on the other hand by going overseas these women can knock down uh, as much as a million bucks Because they'll pay whatever the market will bear because there's no salary cap or collective bargaining like the WNBA has. And so oligarchs and billionaires, why do we have billionaires? Will get into bidding wars uh, for the prestige of saying they have the best athletes. Among other things, and this is this is again uh, a, a, a mark on how awful this country can often be. Women who play in the WNBA and are part of the LGBTQ plus community can actually live out and move freely about society as their authentic selves. Like they can't hear. And most of the players who go overseas say, if I could make it, if I could make enough money playing in the United States, I'd never leave. And remember, the WNBA is not an entirely standalone operation. It is, in fact, supervised by the NBA. And the NBA has enough money to buy God. The NBA has enough money to burn a sopping wet herd of sopping wet elephants with sopping wet $100 bills. And as uh, Dave Zirin put it, it's time for the league to step up for the safety and security of its players without simply passing the cost on to fans. But franchise owner, our own homegrown oligarchs, sacrifice for once and make being in the WNBA a year-round job and deserving of the, of, of, the, of the respect and accord that it deserves. But I know, I know that she is glad to be headed home. Her friends and loved ones are glad to have her headed home. But there yet remain significant amounts of work to be done. 
So um, we're close enough to the top of the hour that uh, this being a Thursday, we can pop over and uh, check in with Brad and Desi and the Green News Report. Take it away, y'all. It's Thursday, December 8, 2022. Humanity has become a weapon of mass extinction. UN Biodiversity Summit seeks to reverse the rapid decline of nature. International Olympic Committee grapples with global warming impact on winter games. Plus, renewable energy will overtake coal by 2025, report says. Really? Yeah. All of those fascinating stories and more straight ahead from Bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. There are new rules to prevent any uh, methane leaks here at home, but yet we're all, we're allowing them to drill and continue uh, to process oil down in Venezuela. Yeah, you tell them Fox News, where does America get off allowing other people to drill for oil in their own country? This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, it seems like every well, two or four years now, we're worried about having enough snow at Winter Olympics. Is that what we're worrying about again? Oh, yes, we are. Okay. The International Olympic Committee has delayed selection of the host city for the 2030 Winter Games while it considers ways to overhaul the Winter Games amid the accelerating impacts of man-made global warming, which has caused widespread declines in global snow and ice cover. The IOC is considering proposals to establish a rotating pool of host cities that would have to meet temperature criteria and be able to reliably sustain venues for snow competition. So one of the problems is there's only a few venues at this point that are actually cold enough to be able to host a Winter Olympics? To be able to consistently host the Winter Olympics, and that is a growing problem. Hmm. A new report by the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development warns that if governments fail to act swiftly to cut emissions, overshooting the 1.5 degrees Celsius temperature target in the Paris Climate Agreement may, quote, push the Earth over several tipping points, leading to irreversible and severe changes in the climate system. The report warns that if triggered, those tipping point impacts would, quote, cascade through socioeconomic and ecological systems, leading to severe Severe effects on human and natural systems and challenging humanity's ability to adapt. In Montreal, the UN Biodiversity Conference kicked off this week, billed as one of the most important events for life on Earth. World governments hope to hash out a major treaty to reverse the decline of nature and to conserve the species and ecosystems on which all life depends and the benefits they provide. Okay, that that does sound somewhat important. A major target is to conserve at least 30% of Earth's land and sea habitats by 2030. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres warned that degraded ecosystems will cost the world $3 trillion annually by 2030, and he bluntly called out humanity's insatiable appetite for economic growth that has polluted the land, water, and air with chemicals, pesticides, and plastics. That guy has nothing but good news. We are treating nature like a toilet, and ultimately we are committing suicide by proxy. Because the loss of nature and biodiversity comes with a steep human cost. 
A cost we measure in lost jobs, hunger, diseases, and deaths. Told you he's nothing but chuckles. Well, the biggest question at the conference is who will pay for it? Poorer nations and indigenous communities now harbor most of the world's remaining biodiversity, but they must also find ways to grow their economies and fight poverty. But some good news. Global renewable power capacity is set to grow as much in the next five years as it has grown over the past two decades. Really? As governments accelerate the shift to cheap, clean, stable renewable energy driven by Russia's war in Ukraine that caused fossil fuel prices to soar. The new forecast by the U.N.-affiliated International Energy Agency projects that renewable energy will become the world's top source of electricity in the next three years. Solar capacity is poised to surpass natural gas and coal within five years and become the largest energy source in the world. But the IEA report and others all tell the same story. Renewables are transforming the world, but they are not doing it fast enough. According to the IEA, the world needs to deliver at least a quarter more growth in renewables than is currently projected to be on track to limit man-made global warming to no more than 1.5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial temperatures. And finally, this week marked the first ever U.S. auction of offshore wind leases to develop commercial-scale floating wind farms in the deep waters off the California coast. The auction raised an astonishing $757 million, mostly from European countries that have expertise with with floating wind farms. Experts say the potential for the technology is huge in areas of strong wind off America's coasts. Very cool. For much more on all of those stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find, follow, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Everyone knows it's Um, okay, we are at the uh, we're at the top of the hour, entering hour two of this thorn in the thir- thorn in the side Thursday, and uh, lines are open. If you want to get involved in the conversation, you're welcome to, to chime in. Stress lines open. That's eight four four eight four three four six seven six eight four four. The horn, and you can get in via Skype at uh, Bob Kincaid Horn, or the phone number for dialing into the Skype line is three zero four five seven four. Eight one seven eight. Since uh, Brad and Desi were talking energy infrastructure, might as well might as well go here. It starts uh, with a story uh, from Newsweek. No, no, let's not start there. Uh, we have a news story today. That gunshots were fired near an electrical facility in South Carolina. Curiously, South Carolina is just to the south of North Carolina, where last weekend 40,000 people were plunged into darkness and cold by terrorists who attacked a couple of substations. We've talked about that here. Oh, uh, by the way, um, um, 
speaking of North Carolina, I got a note from Ron in Raleigh um, mentioning my friends had gone down the rat hole. Uh, uh, your friends that believe in genital mutilation, ask them, to, are they circumcised? Do they think that falls under the rubric of mutilation? Oh, no, actually, I did. I, I asked about that. No, it's absolutely necessary. <sighs> no, it isn't. Um, it's it's a myth. But uh, P.S. Ron and Raleigh says if Ted Cruz was my daddy, I'd stab myself too. Yeah, Caroline had wounds in both of her arms, according to reports. Um, and Billable Rick uh, answering a question I asked before the break: Why do we have billionaires? We have billionaires for the same reason we have cops. Not to help humanity, but to protect the money. Well, that's the three M's um, theory of uh, our legal system that I promulgated way decades ago. Our legal system in this country exists to protect the money and to manage Let's see, protect the money, manage the mean ones, Yeah, that's it. Protect the money and manage the mean ones. That's the civil and the criminal legal system in a nutshell. But you're right. You're right, Bill. Uh, but no, to get back to the to get back to the story, Duke Energy issued a statement earlier today about gunfire that had taken place near the Watery Hydro Station in Ridgeway and Kershaw, uh, Ridgeway, South Carolina, and the Kershaw County Sheriff's deputies and federal agents are reported to be investigating. WLTX-TV uh, reported that uh, Duke Energy said, uh, we're aware of reports of gunfire near the Watery Hydro Station in Ridgeway, South Carolina. Uh, no individuals were harmed. There are no outages reported. There's no known property damage at this time. We are working closely with the FBI on this issue. Now, it's always po a possibility this time of year that it was just a stray shot during deer season. But given what's been going on of late, it's best to make sure. Uh, Ridgeway, South Carolina, Stan is about 150 miles away from Moore County, North Carolina. And uh, as previously noted, last week we talked about the bulletin, the warning that came out from Homeland Security saying that domestic terrorists were going to do their doggondest to attack the LGBTQ community. And uh, noted also that uh, they've been, uh, these, these, um, Right-wing terrorists, they're not extremists, they're terrorists, have been contemplating attacks on the electrical grid since around at least 2020. And so that takes us down a rabbit hole 
or we're just expand well just kind of expanding on 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 what we know uh, they have been these terrorists uh, threatening to attack the power grid and we know now that it ta- all it takes is a couple of well placed rifle shots probably from a better rifle than say an AR15 maybe something with a scope on it like a 30 out 6 um Online, they're cheering the attacks on the power on the substations in North Carolina. These terrorists are, and in their comments, they're calling for more and bigger and more profound attacks. Meanwhile, as the uh, Newsweek story says. And I love this kind of one. The Moore County Sheriff's Office has yet to establish a perpetrator or motive in the December 3rd attack. But initial suspicion has centered on right-wing backlash toward a drag show set to be held that same day at the Sunrise Theater in the town of Southern Pines. At the center of the... Uh, of, of the uh, Hate there in Moore County is an individual named Emily Grace Rainey. She at one point in time was a U.S. Army psychological operations officer. And she heads up something called the Moore County Citizens for Freedom. And of course she was she was part of, took part in the terrorist attack on the capital of the United States and constitutional governance on January the 6th, 2021. If there's, and it, no, it's not funny, but if, there, if there's anything at least ironic about all this is that they, these terrorists took down the power grid, but the drag queens managed to keep, continue having their show. Over on Telegram, where lots of neo-Nazis congregate, well, uh, there is a there there is a, a, a back and forth of a bunch of uh, gay and transphobic slurs, and along the way, a celebration of the magnificent act of sabotage, a beautiful escalation of these right-wing terrorists. Know how they vote. Um, war on everybody who isn't them. Another neo-Nazi um, platform said, "These attacks will only continue until there are no more drag shows." Does that mean that we can't rerun Uncle Milty? That nobody can any longer view the Flip Wilson show? Is Some Like It Hot now forever banned from being screened? How about Bosom Buddies? Just wondering. And, uh... Over at 4chan, which is a sewer, they went off to, to talking about uh, 
precise methods by which they would take out the power grid. Some others said uh, New York and Washington, D.C. must be attacked because they, quote, are not majority white. Speaking to Newsweek, uh, Rita Katz, who's the founder and executive director of Site Intelligence Group, said uh, the sabotage against the North Carolina substation aligns perfectly with directives and methods seen in accelerationist neo-Nazi communities, which we at Site have exhaustively reported on. That's the thing. All this exhaustive reporting, and yet it somehow or another never manages to gain a lot of traction. So in point of fact, uh, the Middle East Media Research Institute, Domestic Terrorism Threat Monitor, they, they pointed out a neo-Nazi collective on Telegram who said they wanted more attacks on electrical substations and railways as well as grocery stores and uh, Amazon facilities. Another video showed a couple of guys with rifle, rifle shooting at a water plant and bore the message, kill infrastructure. It was, of course, subtitled in English and Russian. You remember a few years back, not that long back, uh, when the good old boys, just a good old boy, no, no, let's not, no, uh, when uh, the, the League of the South, bunch of white Confederate assholes, declared that they were linking up with like-minded people in Mother Russia. Remember that? <sighs> they weren't kidding. Simon Perdue at uh, uh, DTTM. That's the, uh, remember, the domestic terrorism threat monitor. Uh, Simon Perdue is the director. Said the threat posed by attacks on critical infrastructure cannot be underestimated. The situation in Moore County offers only a glimpse into the chaos that attacks such as this can cause and larger-scale assaults could bring disruption on a statewide or even national level. Mr. Purdue said that uh, they'd seen a steady slew of manifestos, social media posts, videos, and even instruction manuals on this kind of attack being produced by extremists over the past few years. Can we stop using extremist? No, really. Can we call that terrorist? He added, this is not the first attempted attack on electrical infrastructure by extremist groups. And added, if a large-scale attack were to occur in a major city or against a major node in either the electrical, gas, or water infrastructure, we could see very deadly results. Some accelerationists have spoken about using large-scale blackouts caused by such an attack as cover for further 
directed terror attacks, while others have promoted the sowing of discord to incite riots or further violence. You know, one of the things that I thought about when I saw this news begin to unfold years ago, when our kids were in high school, there was a time when boys in high school who presumably didn't want to go to school or maybe didn't want to go didn't want to take a test that day would slip up to the local high school and put a few rounds into the transformer to make sure there wouldn't be any power there at the school that day it happened more than a couple of times well, those kids are coming up on 30 years old now. Those kids are adults now. I'm not saying they're the same ones, but considering considering where I live, it's not absolutely beyond the realm of possibility that they would be sucked into this uh, this this um, mindset. You don't have to go very far. I don't have to go very far uh, to find a uh, devil's diaper flapping in the wind somewhere around here. You know, the Confederate battle flag. And all of these plans are largely decentralized, so uh, supposedly that means law enforcement has a hard time sorting it out the guys and I do mean guys who did uh, the substations in North Carolina are probably uh, sitting around drinking long neck beers and chuckling chuckling (laughs) yeah look what we done what you mean the drag queens went on and had their show and that's where it gets terrifying well if we can't take out the drag queen shows by taking out the power grid we'll just have to take out drag queens and believe you me, if they can figure out a way to do it and not get caught, they will do it. Over in Columbus, Ohio, no, no, I'm sorry, Bowling Green, Ohio, they were going to have a holiday pride celebration. There was going to be a drag performance. The drag performance is now off because the performers decided that they didn't want to get murdered. In Texas, in Texas, uh, an outfit has set up a tip line and an internet uh, an, an internet database where concerned God-fearing Texans can alert them of anywhere that they hear there's going to be a drag show. Uh, God bless, God bless the counter subversives in this. Uh, they've been, uh, um, they've been uh, uh, alerting this outfit of drag performances at, say, you know, the governor's mansion in Austin, or maybe the. First Baptist Church of Dallas. 
which at least uh, yeah oh yeah thank you um, uh, thank you uh, Randy Radar remembered what it was it was manage the morans punish the mean ones and protect the money actually protect the money manage the morans and publish pu- punish the mean ones that's the 3m robin's 3m uh, 3m theory of the law yeah thank billable you're right yeah. the legal system is also designed to manage the morans manage the morans punish the mean ones and protect the money So I mentioned toward the beginning of the program that we are moving toward the winter solstice, the darkest day of the year. It's already getting dark pretty damned early here. But on the solstice, we will move into the greater cold, but also into the growing of the light. But I can't help but wonder... Given the fact it appears that uh, the, the terrorists in Moore, North Carolina, and whoever was shooting at the outfit in South at the, at the, the, the station in South Carolina, the facility, are unlikely to be caught, do you think they're feeling a little feeling kind of froggy? Do you think they've hit on something where they think they can really do the most damage? And and whatever they whatever they think passes for patriotism among them, you know, we just want to protect America. Uh, the fact of the matter is, they're attacking vital infrastructure that keeps people alive. People who absolutely have to have electricity in order to survive. And if they continue these terrorist attacks, things will get worse. There is a uh, project called the Armed Conflict and Location Event Data, ACLED. They released a report Tuesday, and in that report, they announced far-right activity in 2022 is on track to exceed the level of activity reported in 2021, which is a hell of a thing considered, considering how bad 2021 was. The ACLED report also said that the two driving, uh, the two driving factors in the increase was continued support of white supremacy and white nationalism, growing from last year to this, and mobilization against the anti-LGBTQ plus community, which, particularly since this past summer, has seen a substantial increase. ACLED said anti-LGBTQ plus rhetoric has long been salient in North Carolina. Remember, North Carolina has a lieutenant governor, Mark Robinson, who, with almost every 
grunt that comes vomiting out of his mouth, uh, he he spreads stochastic terrorism against people who mean him no harm and, frankly, would just as soon never darken his doorway nor even be aware of his existence. But the problem with all of these people is that it's not whether we want to be aware of theirs, it's that they damn sure want to make sure we are aware of them. Because they do not love this country. They do not love any version of this country that includes equity for every American citizen. The Moore County Sheriff's Office and their Major Andy Conway uh, is still well hedging his bets. Uh, at this stage, all possibilities are being explored and investigated. No threats whatsoever were made prior to the incident. Of course no threats were made. You don't make threats if you intend to actually do something. You only make threats if you want attention. These are terrorists. Their only goal is to do their terrorist thing. But given the fact that the uh, what's-her-name that runs the Moore County Freedom Defense League Association or whatever, uh, given the fact that she participated in January 6th and she's out walking around free running that terrorist organization, even if they manage to catch these fuckers, What do you think the likelihood is of them going away to prison for a very, very, very long time? What is the appropriate punishment for someone who puts at hazard 40,000 human beings? We had the story yesterday of Derek Evans of West Virginia who wanted to get this whole jail thing out of the way before I tested the waters to see if I want to run for Congress. And now he apparently is going to run for Congress. Because even though he was said by the Department of Justice to be a leader and a so, of the of the of the attack and a leader of the social media uh, messaging on the attack, he got ninety days in the hole. And now he's running for Congress, which doesn't seem like much. It, it, it apparently isn't much in the way of a deterrent, and it doesn't seem very much like the Department of Justice is particularly interested in making this shit not happen anymore. And going back to October 27th and another article at Newsweek, they point out that... Uh, they had obtained at that time two documents that offer an insight into the scope of the threat on the, on the uh, critical infrastructure, including reports of several actual attacks that have happened in the past few months. One, was a corp- one document was a corporate intelligence security memo, and it outlined at least 15 occurrences 
in just a little more than a year in which right-wing terrorists threatened and, and demanded that acts of sabotage against energy sites be perpetrated. Their particular focus was on electrical substations. They also are aiming at cell towers and, oh dear, pipelines. There were maps, there were manuals, there were instructions on vulnerabilities on electrical infrastructure. And then went on to explain how to go about performing the attacks. And the second second decade that Newsweek got hold of came from the California State Threat Assessment Center which relied on reports from the Department of Homeland Security. And that report, too, pointed out uh, recent incidents. Vandalism that caused significant damage at a transformer servicing the Keystone Pipeline in South Dakota. Um, A a shooting that led to a chemical spill at PG&E at one of their sites in California. Both of those happened in July. Um, An event in southern Oklahoma last March in which a major oil leak led to uh, uh, a transformer site going out and left thousands of people without power. As far back as February... Uh, three dudes, three terrorists, entered a guilty plea to planning to recruit people to attack electricity substations in an effort to take down the whole damned U.S. power grid. Their goal, do I even, even need to say this, was to spark a race war. The California State Threat Assessment Center went on to say, we assess that domestic violent extremists, see also terrorists, will likely remain a threat to the electricity subsector through 2023 as DVEs, terrorists, share more detailed information stated as authoritative to convince adherents that they have the requisite knowledge of targets, vulnerabilities, tools, and techniques to succeed. Turns out they do. And they did. The report uh, mentions a case all the way back nine years ago, to, well, almost 10, to 2013, in which people cut fiber optic cables, terrorists, and started shooting at a PG&E substation in Metcalf, California. Has any of this been covered on 60 Minutes? Uh, anything on... CNN, MSNBC, Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. (sighs) Pretty sure the answer is no.
wonder why. Uh, Brian Harrell was interviewed by Newsweek. And at one point, he was an assistant secretary for infrastructure protection at the Department of Homeland Security. Um, he did that uh, during the Maggot administration. But even he said that these terrorists are looking to make an impact with media attention. Today, we see active targeting and nefarious discussions in all corners of the dark web and chat rooms. Given the criticality of the energy sector, it's no surprise they're a prime target. Thankfully, the sector has made significant investments and improvements to keep bad actors out of critical substations and other sites. That was October 27, 2022. I guess the folks in more North Carolina didn't get the memo. But I don't, you know, I, I don't, I don't know about y'all. Our power grid here in almost level West by Coal Manchinistan is notoriously unreliable. It's nothing for the power to go out you know, on, on a day with a clear blue sky, and it doesn't have anything to do with terrorism. But I'm a little more nervous now than I was before. And every time the power blinks here, I'm going to wonder. Because in addition to everything else, uh, you remember the Turner Diaries? Remember that that was the book that inspired Timothy McVeigh? Yeah, the guy who wrote that lived in West Virginia. And way back in the 90s, uh, when uh, Senator Robert Byrd was still among the quick, we had a, uh, uh, well, uh, the FBI busted a ring of Nazis whose plan was to... uh, blow up the brand new FBI uh, center near Clarksburg or Fairmont, West Virginia. That was the mid-90s. Never went away. Just a reminder, you know... I mentioned like how I went and picked up all those wonderful fruit spreads at the uh, post office box. We <laughs> we have our post office box at the same place that uh, uh, a local outfit of the Klan has there has theirs. But uh, you know, I, I'll. It's not just here. Remember, they want to uh, they 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 want they want to take down power in places like D.C. and New York because there's a majority non-white population. And all this has happened over time. Again, I was just now referencing something that happened in the mid '90s in West Virginia. And just the same. They've been allowed to proliferate. The distinction between this and the Reichsburgers, uh, who were rounded up in Germany, you know, they were thought to be cranks for a while, but then it became abundantly clear that no, they were not cranks. 
they were deadly in earnest. And so German authorities, uh, with German efficiency, went out and rounded them up, and hopefully they won't see the outside of a German prison for a nice long time. We, on the other hand, uh, with our perverse notion of freedom, have said, "Well, you know, you got to let the, you got to let the Nazis and the Klansmen and the skinheads run wild and do what they're going to do until they, until they commit a crime, and then we can see. We'll see if we can find them, and if we do, we'll give them ninety days in jail." <sighs> Y'all, you know what's coming next. They're going to do it again and again and again and again. And every time they do it, they'll be barking about the groomers and barking about the drag queens and barking about the child genital mutilation, which isn't happening at all, ever. And all of this, I suppose, is just a way of saying, you know, keep your eyes open. You don't have to be a member of a, of a marginalized community for, uh, for the danger and the threats of this terrorism to touch you. In Moore, in Moore County, North Carolina, those were not 40,000 drag queens or 40,000 gay people or 40,000 trans. Those were grannies and grandpas and mommies and daddies. But these terrorist bastards don't care. And they are terrorists because they are using violence to try to compel changes in the law commensurate with their own sick and twisted ideologies. How many people that do something like this, like what we do here at the Horn, how many people are, are, are trying to awaken folks to the threat of fascist terrorism? Why are proud boys wearing masks and uniforms walking the streets of our cities and towns with no with no law enforcement pushback against them whatsoever anybody got an answer uh billable rick says uh, these goobers in north carolina and south carolina who are targeting power plants near drag shows are committing the same type of war crimes that the russians are doing by targeting the electrical infrastructure in Ukraine. Who are the terrorists and war criminals? Putin and his fascist white supremacist cousins in the U.S. The U.S. should seek the death penalty against those who attack our electrical infrastructure if it can be proven that one or more people lost their lives because of disruption of their power. No pushback here. Bill <laughs> Rick. Well, then stop calling me deadly and earnest. Earnest is quite sufficient. It's a two-cowbell night for you, Billable Rick. Hey, happy birthday to Jeremy in Vermont. 
Happy radio anniversary, Jeremy says to me. I know what you were doing 42 years ago on a Monday night on December the 8th, 1980. Well, Jeremy was busy getting born. I was uh, working uh, the evening shift at the Gospel Voice of North, North, Northwest Alabama and doing ripping reads from the UPI wire when we got seven bells and learned about the assassination of John Lennon. And I had not forgotten that, Jeremy. Yeah, let's see. Uh, 17 years old I was. Almost got fired over it. You don't need to be talking about the murder of a heathen Satanist secular humanist like John Lennon. Nobody cares about that. He's already in hell. I hope you've had a fantastic birthday, Jeremy. And thank you to uh, our pal Scott up in Wisconsin. Scott answered uh, Ralph's thank you, Georgia, for sending Senator Warnock back to the Senate challenge. So that means that our fundraising goal is down to $840. It would be great if we could get it down to 6 That's another 240 if somebody wants to go to work on that. Somebody's. be wonderful. Somebody just did. Holy cats. Thank you, Mark, in New York. Thank you so much. Um, we just went from 840 to 540 with a have a show on me. That's tremendous, Mark. I can never thank you enough. And that, that, that makes it a little more likely that there will be a horn in January. Not a horn in in January, but a that the horn will continue into January in the new year in 2023. In 2023, incidentally, it's not it's not the horn itself's anniversary, but it was 2003 when uh, I met Dr. Bill, and Dr. Bill needed to be away for about six weeks because of a, he was uh, running a a, a a teaching seminar, and he was going to be away from the microphone for six weeks, and I filled in. And changed the face of the fifth smallest radio market in America forever. And that began what wound up being this. Yeah, that, that'll be about May, I think, of either May or June of 2023, 20 years. Uh, uh, Ralph's also sending out thanks to Mark in New York. Wow, thanks, Mark. Ralph's really appreciates it when folks jumps in, jump in because uh, Ralph's is there day in, day out, night in, night out, and does her dead-level best to make sure we stay afloat. Thank you, Ralph's, and thank you, Mark. Matt in San Francisco says, I don't get these people. I don't get the fear of drag shows. I also don't get the attacks on infrastructure. I mean, 
I happen to think organized religion is a huge detriment to society as a whole, but you don't see me firing shots at the corner substation on Sunday morning. These people are seriously depraved. Oh, I know, Matt, and they, and they call us the degenerates and the deviants. But here we are. Most of the people who are barking and grunting about drag shows have never seen one. If they have seen one, they've caught a case of the vapors every time a queen does the splits. Even though you can go and see all the splits you want at a college athletic event. It's ignorance, it's prejudice, it's fear. And what I don't understand is why it is atavistic fear. Fear that comes from the lizard brain. The scientists say that we have these atavistic fears to, that evolved early on to keep us safe, you know, disgust at things like blood and feces and vomit. Sorry, I mean... Yeah, that's definitely a shot across the bow at the dinner hour in the Central Standard Time Zone. My apologies. Um, but it's... Mm, it is hard to wrap your head around. And a lot of it, of course, if you... If, a lot of it probably has everything in the world to do with... Uh, what the psychologists call latency. I mean, I know in my own right, you know, remember, we, we've done that a few times on Friday on the front porch at Jeremy's instigation, you know, Robin's creepy sugar daddy story time. And it hasn't abated any. I've just kind of learned to swipe past it and move on. But there's a lot of people who spend an inordinate amount of time thinking about how people have sex because they're not having what it is that apparently they so desperately want and are unable to have. The closet is practically a black hole in this country, especially if you go to places like Alabama and Utah, Tennessee and Arkansas, God knows Texas Stan. And because of that overlap that we have talked about, you know, the Venn diagram that's actually just a circle, you can start out in any one of a number of a, a number of hatreds. Um, we talk about incels. We talk about homophobes. We talk about Nazis, Klansmen. And people who are of that mindset are easily drawn over into other hatreds. And eventually, it's not that far a reach to involve them in violence, to teach them that violence is the answer. Especially in light of the fact that the single greatest proponent of nonviolence in the United States of America is Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., and if you're already a racist and a white supremacist, 
you have no interest in his message. What? In what no way, shape, form, or fashion, as make West Virginia great big old Governor Jim Justice would put it. And so it, 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 it takes on a sort of self-sustaining quality and even a self-expanding quantity, uh, quality. It's the best I got, Matt. But you're right. And you know what? I don't any... Uh, look, uh, based on what these people did in Moore County, North Carolina... They took out the lights for Sunday services at the Baptist Herpetological Center and uh, worship sanctuary and the Church of Christ churches and the Presbyterians and the Lutherans and the Catholics and the Whiskey Episcopals. They took them all out. Some of them, I'm sure, were... Thank you, Jesus, for taking away our electricity so them drag queens... Wait, the drag queens kept drag queen dancing? Oh, Jesus. And never mind the fact that Matthew 25 suggests that, well, Jesus would have been right there with the drag queens. And he lived in a time when there were lots of drag queens. And as Freddie Mercury sang, they were killer queens. They were called the Sicarii. And they dressed up as pretty, I guess, for the time. I mean, you know, they had to cover their heads and everything, so you probably couldn't see their big old bushy beards. And they'd sidle up to the uh, random legionnaire and say, Hey, honey, you want a date? And as soon as he turned around and say, That's a good idea. Right between the ribs, because they carried daggers. The Sakari E did. But Jesus, that the Yeshua, the brown-skinned Palestinian day laborer and semi-literate itinerant rabbi who wore a dress every day of their life, uh, well, those were the folks he hung out with. Not necessarily the Sakari E, but uh, he was ready to forgive them. Don't do it anymore. Go and sin no more. Curiously, there are no miracles about Jesus raising any uh, chasers from the dead. It's 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 just as well that nobody nobody in these in these uh, houses of worship spend much time with Matthew twenty five verses thirty one to forty five. No. They like the Paul part better, the, the Paul parts of the New Testament better, you know, where Paul's telling women to shut the up in church. And if you've got a question in church, keep your filthy woman mouth shut, and, and you can ask your husband when, he, when you get home, and, and if he decides to backhand you, that's okay. Oh, Randy Radar, sorry about that. Just as I was eating my chopped salad with orange Southwest salad dressing... Sounds like a really good salad. Thanks, says Randy Radar. Sorry. Look, certain risks come with this program. That's all I can say. Thank you so much, Brian. 
Uh, Brian in Georgia, thank you. We are down to uh, $515 now, which means that uh, today and $215 of Wednesday are now fully funded. That's just amazing. Thank you. Uh, let's run over to the stress line and see who we got. Hey, welcome to the program. Hello? I guess it helps if I unmute my phone. Not muting is really the key to a successful conversation on this program, Tracy. How are you doing? You know what? See, why come you got to, you know, why why come you got to be like that, huh? Seriously? Just a bitch, I guess. I mean, okay, you said it. I'm I'm not going to disagree or not sure I agree. (laughs) I'm doing okay. I mean, the cost isn't as bad as it was. It's only abating, so that's a good thing, you know. And I was excited. Well, I get a text this morning at 530, and I'm like, who the hell? It's texting me at five thirty in the morning. I thought it was one of my students that it was for the death, you know, because she was watching your filthy morning habit, and they announced that you know that Brittany Griner was coming home, and I'm just all happy and excited. And then under the ticker, under, under, you know, the ticker, there was an announcement while they were talking about you know Brittany and all this. That uh, somebody came into the Abbey, which is a um, gay restaurant nightclub in West Hollywood, with a gun. Fortunately, no one was hurt. Um, there was no, there was no shooting. The guy got out. Before, I guess because apparently there's a um, system in play in West Hollywood uh, because there's actually a sheriff's station in West Hollywood, and they're always on alert. It's like something about like the performance area or something like that, where they stay on alert for you know restaurants and clubs and stuff, and um, you know play any kind of places of business in West Hollywood just in case you know, and they can usually arrive on site in seconds. So um, fortunately. In this case, you know, they're looking for the guy, but God only knows if they're going to ever find him, you know. But it's still, it's getting to that point where nobody's going to leave their house. That's the the goal. They just want, right, they just, they want us to stay home. Stay home. We can't have a pride parade. We can't, you know, we can't protest. We can't do and, and, get, and get into these people's spaces, and it's, it's just getting real old, sis. It's getting real old, and I'm, I'm just really tired of the whole thing. I'm not going to live my life in fear. I will not. But it's, it's it makes you wonder. It's like you know, if you were talking about the. Um, about the people, if they even think about, if they're even going to catch the people that fired on the, you know, that shut down the power grid in North Carolina. And I'm thinking to myself, well, how many of those people were probably actually in law enforcement? 
you it's, know it, it's it's not so, it's, it's not it's not a it's not an inappropriate question that's what you know so how many of these people that we're supposed to be you know trying that we're supposed to be getting protected against are actually in law enforcement are in the FBI are in the police stations the fire department the hospitals you know, in places where they could do so much damage, so much harm. And you, you just got to say, well, Jesus Christ. But, the, the, you know, how many, in the military, because I'm, I'm, I really, really know that. <laughs> well, I mean, had, look, look in, know, in North, in North Carolina, again, to, uh, uh, uh to reiterate, uh, one of the people questioned was a, an army officer from psychological operations who was actively involved in January 6th and is walking the streets free. Uh, so this who is in psyops, the people who get who are who get trained or trained in how to put people's brains. <laughs> These are the people whose job it is, whose literal job it is to know, teach it to other folks how to mess with other people's brains. Oh my God. But we don't have nothing to worry about. And like you were saying, why are these people allowed to walk free? You see, I never thought I would ever say these words. Robin, gee, I wish I lived in Germany. Because they weren't playing. They arrested 25 people for plotting. It wasn't even like what we had in January 6th, where how many people were there, and most of them got away with it, or they're not even really looking for them, and the ones that they did catch... Like the one that plotted, that planned, that did, you know was a leader, and he gets ninety days in the stir. Come on, come on. Is this how we? Is this what we're doing now, folks? Is 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 this is this the level of? It's like we're we're no longer going to. We're not even going to enforce the law anymore. We're just not. We're just going to let people do whatever they want. But where, oh, but where the, but where the not, where Nazis are, are concerned, we never really much have. No, never. Let it Black Lives Matter. I was thinking about this the other day during the um, uh, during the three hundred three designs uh, argument when we're talking about uh, this precious Christian ladies. Uh, absolute constitutional right to not have to make a website for no queer couple what wants to get married. Uh, at the same time, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't help thinking that, well, you know, it was the it was the judicial system that let the Nazis march in Skokie, right? And and and, and, and I'm not I'm not I'm not throwing stones, but. It was the American Civil Liberties Union that defended the Nazis' right to march in Skokie. 
because because they are they are very nearly First Amendment absolutists, and I get that. But there were there were there were two you know there there were two approaches taken at the end of the Second World War. Germany said no more Nazis. It became illegal to fly the Nazi flag. You go to jail. And that at least kept them tamped down a little bit. But the arrests in Germany yesterday make abundantly clear that they, and, and, you know, uh, I, I saw it. The ten, ten, I can't believe it's 10 years ago. I was so in hopes I would have gotten back to Germany by now. Uh, but it was it, it, 10 years ago, uh, a party called AFP, Alternative für Deutschland, <laughs> Which was a bunch of a bunch of right wing proto fascists were on the rise in Germany, but in the United but in the United States we're like, well, you know, I mean, we want to be a free country, so that means being nice. You know, we got we got to tolerate the Nazis. Nazis need love too. Why do we have to tolerate? Look, you know what. No. As somebody that, you know, saw her across being burned in her aunt's front yard. Now, remember, how old am I? 56? Where do I live? California. And I saw a cross being burned in my aunt's front yard. Who lived in Torrance? <coughs> no. No. I just, I just, you know, yes, we're entitled to freedom of expression and all this, but at what cost to the other people around who have to hear or watch your freedom of expression? What about my rights not to see that? What about my rights that it won't, you know, they like to see something like that and be triggered and terrorized? Because it's terrorism. Plain and simple. But, you know, so your rights, you know, and I hate, you know, Trump, my right to, you know, <laughs> to be able to live, you know, uh, and not have to see that and not have to fear that you will be able to attack me and get away with it. Or you'll be able to burn a cross or hang a noose from the tree in my front yard. What about me? We're like, what was it that, that, that sick me, Joe the plumber? My First Amendment, your child's life is not the first Trump, my Second Amendment rights to own a gun. My second, my constitutional right. What about my right? Isn't it, do I have the right for the pursuit of happiness? And I think the pursuit of happiness, I don't know, is to see my child grow up or to not be worried about being killed because I'm married to a Jewish woman. What about me? All oh, these people who are just turning. What about me, sis? What about you? What about your your pursuit of happiness? Just to be who you are. Just to live your authentic life. And not have to worry about when you go out and, and you know, and go out with your friends and leave a bar or what have you, that something may happen to you because 
somebody can't handle the fact that you are who you are. And they have their right, you know, so it's their right to kill you or beat you or what have you. I, I don't, I'm tired of being nice to these people. Why do we have to be nice to them? Why can't, <clears throat> I mean, at what point can you, you know, what about hate speech? speech? Why is hate speech not, you know, not considered, <clears throat> excuse me. Why do we have to tolerate hate speech? Because right-wing radio would have to go off the air if we didn't. Oh, I get to, I, I'm, I'm getting a, a, a serious case of the sad that that happens. You know? Because I'm, I'm just, I'm tired of listening to these people. And then that, that woman who burst into tears on, you know, because how dare we want, you know, the, be able to marry whoever I want to marry and my, my marriage be protected. I'm such an awful and, person. And, you know, and, and her, 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 her claim, Tracy, that they were going to use this law to bludgeon Christians for their traditional faith. <laughs> Horseshit. This is, this, is, this is no different something. than the arguments that were taking place at the time that marriage equality was slowly moving into it, it, moving us toward a slightly more civilized state. That, you know, if we let the queers get married, well, then people will be married. Remember? Remember Rick Man on Dog Santorum? Right. Oh, people will be marrying their... There is... Or, or or polygamy, you know, uh, that's the funny thing. They never, right. they, they never worry much about polygamy because that's one dude with a bunch of wives. A bunch of wives. You know, sister wives. Uh, it's polyamory. Mm-hmm. It's polyamory that gets their maiden forms in a bunch. <laughs> because po- that's the maiden forms, Robin. Because po- polyamory is a polycule that can have any number of guys or girls or non-binaries in it. And, well, because you can make an argument that in American history, polygamy was traditional family values for a while in places like upstate New New York and (sighs) Illinois and Missouri and ultimately Utah. Utah? that part but they all yeah, but they you know, and but what but what didn't happen after after marriage equality became the law of the land well there wasn't an uptick in polygamy or polyamory and nobody's i mean whether uh-huh. nobody nobody's able to get married that way but a couple of guys can get married or a couple of uh, a couple of women can get married or Couple non-binary binary get married, yeah. and you know some or non-binary person. Because and because of what I, you know, the places that I catch up on, you know, the culture, um, I've seen some absolute. Um, I, I saw one of the sweetest photos I've seen in ages. It was it was a couple, and they had gotten married as one man and one woman. 
And then he trans he transitioned. And the next thing you know, uh, they're celebrating their 25th wedding anniversary by having a recommitment ceremony and there are two beautiful brides standing in the photo. I mean, it oh, that, wow. that touched me. That was so beautiful. Because because those two people decided that love was the most important thing in their life. Right. And 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 there are there are people who have gotten married, um, one man and one woman. It's just that the the one man is a trans man and the one woman is a trans woman, and that's equally beautiful. Yep. Because love is beautiful. Because love is love. But these these awful these god awful these horrible these 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 malicious these vicious bigots. Who who call their bigotry faith? Uh, they think they think that anything that isn't uh, cis het and preferably white can't possibly be the genuine article love. And that says that says that they actually know nothing or next to nothing about love. About love. Because if they did, we would be we wouldn't be having these conversations. Sis. I wouldn't be telling you about somebody coming, you know, thanking God that somebody walked out into the abbey with a gun and nobody died. You know, I I, I wouldn't be you know they wouldn't be shooting substations so people couldn't watch a drag show. And like you said, so what about going to meeting on the church Sunday thing? You know, what about the hospitals? What about the people on dialysis? Right. And, and what about and, the people and, that you got up? And, and I'm sure they're at the Sunrise Theater in uh, North Carolina where they were having the drag show. I'm sure there was more than one or two trans women in there. And it reminded, and, and the fact that they went on with their show um, was just inspiring. And it reminded me of my favorite trans girl joke uh, namely how many how many trans girls does it take to change a light bulb none i don't know how many none just tell her she's not going to change a light bulb no 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 N- none just tell her she's beautiful and she'll light up the room all by herself Oh, wow. Isn't that just the sweetest thing? Yes, it is. That's, see, again, I, I mean, I try to be, you know, optimistic and stuff like that and try to think that the world is going to be a better place. And, I mean, we, you know, we, like I said, Brittany Griner came home. Kershaw Walker is not a uh, senator from the state of Georgia, okay? We have our first black female mayor in the city of Los Angeles. Matter of fact, there's going to be a huge party this weekend in Lamarck Park, okay? So, you know, wonderful and good things are happening, but there's so much more ugly. I mean, actually, it's not... 
here it is. I, I take that back. It's not that there's so much more ugly happening. It's that it's, if, if it bleeds, it leads. So we're hearing about the garbage and the ugly more more often and more on a regular basis than we're hearing about the good. And that's by design. You know? Like you know, I, you know, did you did I send you that clip uh Roland Martin when he was talking about, you know, LeBron James and how LeBron said, uh, so why are y'all all up in my face about Kyrie and all that? But you didn't ask me about well what's his name, Ron Johnson or whatever. Um, the owner of some football I think it's the cow yeah, the, the Cowboys. Jerry Jones. And it's like about his Jerry Jones, yeah, about how, you know, there's a picture of him with the rest of his, you know, junior clans members um, when these kids were trying to um, integrate a school. And it's like, you know, so why aren't you asking me about that? Why don't you ask white athletes about that stuff? Why is it that when a black person does something wrong or perceives to be wrong or whatever the case may be, why is it that you're constantly asking us about how do you feel? But you don't. I don't. I have yet to ever hear a, a, a reporter. I've never heard. That ne'er was a reporter asking a white um, uh, celebrity or a sport, you know, sports sports personality about uh, who you know about a mass, uh, the white guy that does a mass shooting. Well, how do you feel about that? Yeah, no, but I tell you what, you, know, you, were, you, remind, you reminded me of something though, and I think it was our pal Texas T who pointed it out to me. Greg Popovich. Um, who is an NBA coach. I don't think they sound familiar. Uh, because he's, a, oh, bad, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a badass. Greg Popovich uh, is an NBA coach, and he is outspoken on issues of social justice and, and diversity and equity inclusion. He had some downtime with his team. You know what he did? Instead of saying, what? you know, y'all go out and have a good time, he packed up the whole team and took him and paid for every last member of his team to see the Emmett Till story on the big screen. Wow. What does he coach for? Um, is it Portland? A little help here? Why? Uh, you, what? I don't even know. I, I, I don't even think I know who coaches the Lakers. So, no, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm so wrong. That's why I got it from Texas T. No, he's the head coach of the San Antonio Spurs. Okay. Okay, okay. In Texas. Okay. I see you, Mr. Papa Lee. Uh, not that he needed look, look. Not that he needed to pay for those moves to the coach of the movie. Yeah, but hey, did, did, I think they no could have no ex Yeah. So uh, no the San the San Antonio Express News had the story a week ago. Uh, Spurs watch movie Till, and uh, oh God, I hate it when it's said. Fucking paywalls. Damn it. 
taught me a trick when you when you go to MSNBC. Actually, because remember, I get stuck behind the you know every time I try, they send me stories on Google, you know, and it's always you know LA Times, and I'm like, I'm not paying. And so then you sent me a story through MSN. So I'm like, that's how you know. So now from now on, whenever I want to read a story. I just saw the MSN. So back on November twenty eighth. Yeah. Back on November twenty eighth, uh, they didn't have practice and they had the day off. And uh, Popovich held an event at La Cantera in San Antonio, bussed the whole team together and went to the theater and watched Till. And forward Isaiah wow. Roby said it was really good. Me being from Illinois, I knew a lot about Emmett Till's story already, but I think it was good for guys like Jeremy Sochan, who are not from America and might not know the story. And guard uh, Doug McDermott said, Pop informs us a lot on things that are going on outside of basketball, and I think that's more important than what's going on on the floor. You know, if Kyrie Irving had had, had Popovich for a coach, he might not have been out there promulgating that filthy-ass film. Because right. Pop, Pop wouldn't, by the way, Pop wouldn't still, play that shit. It, no, and by the way, is it still available on Amazon? Haven't checked, but I would not be surprised if it is. And and why, and, and so, and here we go, right? I just said, so y'all all up in Kyrie's grill, and you know I'm not defending, and if anybody says I'm defending him, I will, I, ooh. Oh yeah, any of those fools. But the fact of the matter is, I haven't heard. I, I mean, and I could be wrong because I don't listen to or watch the news like a lot of you know our members of the family. But I I don't remember hearing Jeff Bezos, anybody in Jeff Bezos's face. Why is this still and him on doing his apology tour? I mean, am I wrong? No, no. Okay, so this is, I'm just, and then, oh, did you hear our boy, now that you you realize, I think you forgot, that Van Jones is the spokesperson for all black folks? I thought thought that was you. No, I saw that story. I thought that was you. No, because I know when to shut my mouth. You know? But apparently, he's apologizing for all the black folks who haven't, uh, you know, spoken out against Kyrie and um, and Kanye. Because I and I'm like, have you? Where are you not getting? I mean, because I don't know. There's not too many black people that I know and that I've heard on, you know, the internet and on Twitter and stuff like that who have not condemned, you know, those two about their anti-Semitic views. And it's well, like, you know, everybody, but then every, again, every, every, everybody but Candio. Right. <laughs> so it's like, dude, where, where do you get off? I, you know, there was a time that I respected Van Jones. Yeah, time's up. But Time's up. It was, it's just these people. And it's, it's, I'm just getting really tired of these, these hucksters and these shysters 
Well, wasn't it wasn't it Van who one 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 night when Nitwit Nero managed to uh, string two words together to without, being, without being together. an absolute without being an absolute racist? Wasn't it Van Jones who said, "Well, he really became president that, tonight." Presidential, uh huh, uh huh. That was a real finally a president, and I'm like, no, Van, for real, dog. Oh man, bruh. Oh, I am just so disappointed in you. You know, I mean, cause, and in full transparency, as far as like, you know, Kanye, I've never, it's not that I, I, I never really listened to his music. Never really even knew who he was until when he was on TV, live national television. And said George Bush don't care about black people, and his song Gold Digger. You know, and that was about it. I did, you know, I don't. I never had with everything that was going on. I didn't have to worry about taking him off of my, you know, off of Apple Music or what have you. Because guess what? Didn't have to because he wasn't on my play. I don't have him in any. I don't have any of his music anyway. So. You know, now when Chrisette Michelle, who broke my heart, sang at the inauguration or what have you, she had to go. I, I I'm like, and I paid for that. Well, what I didn't, I didn't like erase. I mean, I didn't erase her off of my computer, off of my out of my music. I just don't. She's not in my rotation anymore. I don't play her music. And I loved her music. I've seen her in concert. It's a hell of a performance. Amazing voice. But it's like, mm. Oh, and so now the latest, speaking of Ye or Kanye, whatever that child's name is. Um, so I guess there's some that young lady out here, some <laughs> that child. Um a young woman who, I guess she was in a conversation with a customer. I don't know exactly where she was working. She said she liked Kanye. And they fired her. Now, did she say she agreed with what he said? Or, or So, do they fire the white people for liking, I don't know, Ted Nugent? Or Chris Rock? I... I don't know. I didn't know you could be fired for liking somebody's music. Again, if you want to listen to Kanye West, that's you know, that's on you. That's fine. But you shouldn't lose. I mean, as long as you're not saying now, if you said something anti-Semitic or what have you, then you have then you they have every right to get rid of you. But just to say somebody likes Kanye West. I mean, I have to wonder about your your judgment, you know, but that doesn't give you the right. Am I wrong? As long as they're not doing it, I mean, should somebody be fired just because they like Kanye West? You know, those those cases are ones where it's. It, I always I always read stories like that and wonder what's not being reported. What's one of the? I mean, because I heard this on KBLA. There's another story out there. Uh, the first member of Gen Z, Maxwell Frost, uh, he's the first G Gen Z member of Congress. He's a black man. He's 25 years old. Right. 
And of course, he's from Florida. Yeah, yeah, he's from Florida. And this is this is a guy who funded his campaign by being an Uber driver and maxing out his credit cards. And he's trying he to find how one hundred and ten million dollars. He's 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 trying to find a place to live in D.C. so he can fulfill his congressional duties. Uh, he, he, he yeah, good luck with that. Um, he said, uh, just applied to an apartment in D.C. where I told the guy that my credit was really bad. He said I'd be fine. Got denied. Lost the apartment and the application fee. This ain't meant for people who don't already have money. And he said, for those asking, I have bad credit because I ran up a lot of debt running for Congress for a year and a half. Didn't make enough money from Uber itself to pay for my living. And where was the Democratic National Committee? Well, they can't give him money. They, Why did this they, they can't. Well, right. Yeah, where were they? But then again. I'm talking, I'm talking uh, about for his campaign. Right. Well, they. they, they I, you know, I was. They ignored him. What? They ignored him. Okay. He can't win. Because I. And then okay, he did. See, and this is. And he did. And see, this is what pisses me off about the DNC, because, of course, I wasn't paying as, as much attention to all the congressional races in other states as I should have been. But apparently there was a lot of amazing young black men, or black, but there were black people, but, but demonstrably a lot of young black men running for Congress. But they didn't get any any love from the Democrat, the DNC. No, because and here's because, one that got had because the DNC won't give nobody because. no love. Um, uh, if they can't if they can't prove that they got lots of money to run the campaign with, or you know, in other words, you don't get money unless you already got money. We have uh, so, uh, come on now. Oh, oh my God! I'm going to watch this. I'm sitting in traffic, and it's Curtis 56 Jackson and somebody named Mona Scott Young. Hip-hop homicide. The truth behind the tragedy. Okay. What? Why'd you get quiet? I'm, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm just listening. <laughs> <laughs> Hip hop homicide. Dum dum. See, dun, dun, dun. see, here's my okay. That's a whole, that's a another conversation. I'm going to have that conversation with me and Bernadette. Going to have that conversation. <laughs> you know, you know, between ourselves, and then we we'll bring you in later on. But it's. Like, Hip hop homicide. Now, the truth behind, and, and now I'm kind of curious, but I'm not. There's, it's on a, another cable station called All Black, and I'm like, yeah, I don't really, you know, if I could get a um, a free, you know, trial, maybe I'll check it out. But I don't need not near one, near one, near one. Uh, streaming um, provider. Nope, 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 nope. But I'm just, I just want, you know, you got, I just, I'm at the point now where 
I just wish that the way things, you know, things, I'm hoping that things are going to get better. Oh, so speaking of, you know, things getting better, but not so much better. So, of course, uh, so remember one of the things, you know, that Mark Ridley Thomas was indicted for fraud and stuff, at, you know, with USC. And the Nuring Martinez, Mark Fuhrer, who is, um, well, was the city attorney of Los Angeles, and Galpin, I don't remember his first name, who was the, the city controller, decided not only, you know, to, to strip him of his, um, of his pension, his medical benefits, during COVID, no less, and, of course, his salary. Now, I live in a city that LAPD officers and sheriff deputies were put up, who have murdered people, and they still get in their salary, right? This man, like I said, I don't know if he did it, but it's how are you going to just, you know, not only take this, you know, suspend, kick him off the city council. But not, you know, to take away his money. But you have Kevin Kevin De Leon, who positive. You have Kevin. Well, at least Martinez did step down, and Cedillo is done because I think the this people. I think um, everybody starts getting sworn in next week. Um, so Cedillo's gone anyway. But Kevin DeLeon said, no, nah, I'm not. So he basically, he's now he's saying, so now there is going to be a recall. Well, they got to start signing. The, so we need 20, 25,000 people to sign the petition for the recall. And I'm not sure if it only could be people in his district or it could be people outside, as long as you're a resident of the city of Los Angeles. Um, or you can only, only if you're a resident in his district. But the money that it's going to cost to mount the recall is ridiculous. But he's getting paid. Oh, and by the way, he hasn't been at City Hall since all this started. Well, right. So it's been almost like two months, but they're still paying him. So guess what? As of, I think, yesterday, because there was a lawsuit, Mark Ridley Thomas came up, came up, and now they have to pay him all the money that they owe him. Because I don't know, I, I'm just so t- you know why is it that these people got paid and and all this, but he hasn't even been convicted. I don't think his trial even starts until March. I mean. Should he have lost everything? I mean, because how many people, I think about all the people in Congress. I don't know, like the, the you know, Matt Gates, who has been proven that he trafficked a young girl and he still has his seat in Congress? Come on! Again, I don't know if Mark Ridley Thomas did what they said he did. It, he, but the thing is, he had no, what is it, due process? So if we can, if the city of Los Angeles can let police officers stay on the job or administrative leave or whatever while they're being investigated for murder, 
I mean, am I, okay. Help me out here. Am I, am I, is that too much? Is that, am I wrong in, in my thinking? You know, they're quick to take this man money away, hurt? but they're not, they're left to, yeah, that, ugh, that hurt my ear. And they almost rear-ended a car. Um, am I wrong in what I'm saying? No. No. Okay. That's, because that's what, you know, this, the only thing I want is equal treatment. I, not equal, but equity. If you're gonna, if you're not gonna, if you're gonna let people who, as a matter of fact, I don't know if you remember, it's been, I think this happened to the 80s, and the murder didn't happen that far from my house, okay? So this guy was married to this beautiful nurse, right? And he was still doing, you know, the, the higher college, you know, the, the, the master's mambo with his ex-girl, his so-called ex-girlfriend, right? Even after, I don't know, I don't know if they, if he was still sleeping with her while they were engaged. They were definitely, he was still sleeping with the woman when he got engaged. I don't know if they, if he continued the affair once they got married. She was an LAPD cop officer, right? Now, when the woman, but since she was a cop, she looked, made it look like it was a break-in uh, break wrong, right? But it comes out, because of course she has forensic knowledge, the guy never told, when the police asked if there was anybody that you were involved with that would be upset, he never mentioned this woman who was the cop. She got away with it for 30 years, Robert, and then they got a new, and even the girl's parents kept saying, he was involved with another woman. I believe she was a cop. They never investigated it, right? So years later, finally, she gets convicted of the murder, right? Goes to jail. But guess what, sis? She was still getting her pension while she's in jail. <laughs> Because I guess she retired before she got convicted. So she was still able. I guess how much she's making, she was making a month on her pension. Oh, was it like something crazy, like $10,000 a month or something like that? She's going to be in jail for the rest of her life, of course. You know, but she's in jail for murder. That's a lot of, com- that's, a lot, that's, a, that's, a, that's a lot of commissary privileges. Man, that's a lot of that's a lot of top ramen. What do they eat, top ramen? And you know, that's a lot. That's some man. She's gonna be the the belle of the ball at the jail. At the jail, she's gonna you know. But you know, so she's gonna be, she's gonna be able to still get her pension while she's in jail for murdering another human being because she was mad because he married another woman. So then, and then, you know, but but like I said, so I'm happy with the fact that Mark Ridley. I mean, like I said, I don't know what Mark Ridley Thomas did. I don't know because the woman that he was indicted with, she did plead guilty, but she's an 80 year old white woman. Do you really think she's gonna do any jail time? Sis? Was she 80 or? 
eighty or eighty. She old, but she and oh, and she was. You remember when I don't think I told you when um uh what's his name uh Jesus Caruso was running for mayor. I, I just love to say that he spent over a hundred and ten million dollars to become mayor of Los Angeles. <laughs> he lost. <laughs> That was a very good return on investment, huh, sis? But anyhow, well, yeah, and somebody else's money too. I mean, there's that. It's kind, it's kind, it's it's. No, kind of, well, he he. I mean, he did, but he also he sucked. claimed that his money. It, go ahead. I'm no, sorry, I was going to say ahead. it's kind of it's kind of like Elon spending forty four million dollars on Twitter. Not really, other people's money. Not really, it's other people's money. But he did claim that it was his money. And that was one of his main points. It's like, I don't need anybody's money to run for mayor. I can use my own money. And, oh, well, $110 million. And you are not mayor of Los Oh, gee, Willikers, wow. You know. Yeah, you're, sa- you're again, safe for another just, four years. For for another four years, got you know, and if Karen Bass does anything remotely, because we haven't had a Republican mayor since Richard since Tricky Dicky Reardon, we have not. I think, and I'm trying to remember if he was. I think he was actually two terms. I can't remember. Because back then I really didn't pay attention to politics, but yeah, um, we haven't had a Republican mayor since Reardon, and before that I can't remember. I'm pretty sure we might have had, but yeah. So you know, well, that's about it. I mean, I know I, I feel like I'm rambling. How is everything no, in your neck of the woods? I, did I did I hear that you got almost a damn near miracle today? Yeah, it's pretty it's, it's pretty miraculous. Uh, Mark Mark in Mark in New York took us down by a have a show on me, which was a big deal. And we met and we met Cat in uh, in Cat in Ohio's challenge, and we met Ralph's challenge, and so that got us down to five hundred and fifteen dollars to go. Uh, to get all the way today and to, for the rest of the, no, it's for the, and to, that, for the rest of the week. No, that's five hundred and fifteen dollars to you know here now. Oh, okay. So then, if so, then when you add on tomorrow, yeah, well, Friday on the front it looks like Friday on the front porch will be about eight hundred and fifteen dollars. But that is so much better than you know nineteen. Oh, it's so much better. Right. I mean, I'm just a little because I'm recovering from spending all this money for my sister's um, celebration of life um, event on Sunday, and then I have it. So uh, I got I, I I took Friday off because I had all this stuff to do. And then I wound up getting sick, so I didn't work over the weekend. Plus, I didn't work on Sunday because of that. Um, And then I didn't work Monday because I was still sick. And so then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back to work on Tuesday. Yeah. And um, I worked, you know, Tuesday morning. 
And um, on my way home, on on my way home, when I was getting ready to drop off my the kids, I got um, this unhoused person opened up his car door, and um, as I'm as I'm driving through, it was a really narrow street. He hit my my door and my side view mirror and shattered it. And then what happened after that? Then I got off the car to see if there was any other, you know. And then he started approach, approaching me, and I walked, you know, it was a, he was kind of menacing and it was kind of scary. Um, okay, screw it, it was scary. And I I just got out of there because I had the kids in the car. You know, and you know, nothing happened to the kids. Other, you know, but I shattered my mirror, which meant I couldn't work because I couldn't see. And um, so that meant I missed half a day. I didn't do my morning school run yesterday morning, but I was able to do it just yesterday afternoon because I was able to find a mirror, um, a replacement mirror at one at. There's like all these places that do auto glass and stuff like that. And I found one in Sun Valley. And so I was able to, you know, thank goodness, you know, do my afternoon school run. But it's just, it's, I think it's probably a good thing we're not going on vacation. Even though it's all paid for and everything, that's just money that I don't really, um, you know, well, we got the money back for the hotel. Um, but we didn't, of course, now we, we don't have, we don't, you know, cause the tickets, the airline tickets are non-refundable, but you know, we have, you know, credit to American Airlines. So when we get ready to go somewhere next year, um, we can go. And here's something scary. So Jan texted me and said, Hey, Dancing with the Stars is going to be in Vegas on my birthday. And I'm like, um, do you want to go? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, um, I mean, what am I going to do? This is what, <laughs> am I going to tell her no? That you, we can't go to Vegas for your, for your birthday because I don't I'm really caring about being dancing with the stars. I mean, <laughs> I feel bad, but I don't want to do it. But you know, you don't do stuff for your your spouse's birthday. But if that's what they want to do, but all well, you know what though? At least it's not a country western concert. At least she's not making me go see somebody that you know. I mean, because like when Celine Dion and I heard God bless her, her Celine Dion has been really sick. I saw that um, too. But yeah, and God help her. You know, I feel terrible for her. Um, but I've never really been a huge Celine Dion fan. So there's the fact that she doesn't care. You know, Celine Dion hasn't performed. You know, aside from her being sick, but she hasn't been in Vegas in a very long time. So, I, you know, that's something. Oh, but then she did say something about Shania Twain. Let's go, girls. I, I'll go see Dancing with 
Man, um, short, she short skirts. Hell of a show. She sang short skirts, or she did a, a, a version of short skirts. No, no, no. She did. Man, I feel like a woman. Are you kidding me? That's played at yeah, every. Yeah, man, man, I feel like a. Woman. Yeah, that, that's played at every drag show I've ever been to. I've only been. <laughs> I've the closest. I've only been to one drag show. But I, I've heard, and I, I, I love the hell out of it. It was amazing. These, these people, these men, these performers are, look, the stuff that they do, I'm like, oh, no, I couldn't do it. I mean, just the dancing in the hills. I kept barely walking flat at this point, okay? And these, and these people are doing, did I just these people, these performers, do things that I could only imagine. My back, I, my back girl, goes out girl, just looking at the shoes. Girl, time out. You have been called right. out. Oh, not, what, what did I do now? Oh, and who, and, did, who, see, I knew. And he ain't wrong. Oh, see, okay, what did I do? Matt in San Francisco just said, and let me, let me. Let me do the cowbell first. Oh, not only I'm going to get called out, but now I'm going to keep, they're going to get a cowbell. Yeah, you're getting cowbelled out. Cowbelled out. Okay. Matt, Matt, Matt writes, and oh, oh, Matt, you touched a nerve. If I can sit through air supply for my husband... You can do Dancing with the Stars for Jan. Matt, honey, I'm Wait so sorry. So, Matt, Matt, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, honey. Wait a minute. You're, wait, is it, wait, Matt, your husband's Filipino, and they are, and he's a fan of Air Supply? That, I mean, Air Supply has transcended. Well, it's, it's, to the, the oh my same, God. it's the same hemisphere. Air Supply is from Australia. If I can sit through air supply for my husband, you can do Dancing with the Stars for Jan. (sighs) Matt, honey, you need to go into marriage counseling. I don't mean you and your husband need to be in marriage counseling. I mean you need to be a marriage counselor. Like a queer queer marriage counselor. There's, There's like a market for that now. Yes. Oh my God! Dancing, oh man! But see, the thing is, so they have the. So I saw who their guest uh, dancers are going to be, right? And it's none of the ones that made it to like the front, you know. Because like if now I have to say, sis, if Shangela, because she's the one that was part of the in the finals. Speaking of drag performers, and that girl, he tore it up. I'm still mad. He should have won. I'm sorry because his last performance was fire. On top of the fact that you had a drag, a drag performer dancing with a male dancer, and their last performance. The, the male dancer dressed in drag, y'all. 
It's him. It's him. You hear me? So, and some of the really good dancers are going to, I mean, they actually did really good to a certain extent, but none of the, like, the finalists are going to be, except for the, the, the Mario or whatever, one of those TikTok people who appropriate um, black dance moves and they get, you know, become internet or Instagram or whatever TikTok sensation by doing, you know, the appropriation game. So she's going to be there and her mother. See, <laughs> I mean, and not to take anything away from her, she did amazing, you know, on the show. But still, I want to. I mean, I. So okay, that fine, fine. All right, wait, wait, wait. It only gets worse because Dave number. Oh, 11, Jesus. Dave number eleven just earned his own cowbell. See, you know what? Mm, no, no, you'll understand why in a moment. Per Dave number 11, Lost in Love featured song on Next Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, I thought so. I, I, you don't see me, but I'm, I'm shaking my head. I'm, I'm just... I'm just... That's a five-year-old uh, and Matt explains. Matt, Matt, Matt explains that we've got we've got a little we've got a little uh, 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 cultural competence going on here. Filipinos think air supply was super popular in America in the eighties. It was a who's who of the community because basically the entire Filipino community of the area was there. Oh, Matt! I'm so sorry. Oh my God! Oh, but by the same time, this is so sweet. This is love. I'm just, I know. <laughs> I know. Well, hey, 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 though. There is a bright side. It's like, honey, wants, honey, want some the, popcorn? I'm going for popcorn in Oakland. Right, right, right. Because, no, no, no. <laughs> the concert is in the Palms Casino. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about air supply in San Francisco. Want some popcorn, honey? I'm going for popcorn oh. in Oakland. In Berkeley. In Oakland, you're awful. In Berkeley, anywhere but here. Oh God. But hey, if I want the VIP experience, see now there might be an issue because the are starting at hundred and fifty dollars each. Again, take one, take one for the team. Okay, I'm cussing. You, 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 I'm cussing under my you breath right now. But. I, no, it was no, it was above your breath. I heard it. Everybody else did too. <sighs> Lost in love, and I don't know what. I'm ashamed that I know that many words to it. And okay, See, that's wait, your wait. fault. Confession time. Confession time. Mm-hmm. When, 
when that song came out. You have air. You have the great air surprise greatest hits album, don't you? No, I do not. On vinyl. No, no, no reason. Hey, Liar. No, there's no reason to be shitty about it. Um, no, but when, I was I was a DJ when that song came out. Oh, we're at the airport now. Uh, sorry, I just heard the jet take. <laughs> we're at the airport now. Uh, no, but when I was a jock when that that song came out, and you know it can get. Well, again, okay. So I've quoted from the night fly uh, Donald Fagan's night fly earlier this evening. Uh, let me add to that. I've got plenty of Java and Chesterfield Kings, but I feel like dying because when the midnight shift gets slow, I mean, the midnight shift on Friday, like Thursday, Friday, and Saturday is a blast because all the drunks are up at oh, right, yeah. But the midnight shift on Tuesday can get a little slow. And you're sitting there and you play Lost in Love. And you're me. And, oh God! And and being 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 the midnight shift DJ on a slow night is like being on the far side of the moon. Um. <laughs> and yeah, I got plenty of job in Chesterfield Kings, but I feel like dying or crying. I can't remember which which way. Maybe it's crying. <laughs> Dave. Dave, I love you. You're pushing it, buddy. <laughs> Making love out of nothing at all. Dave merely adds, Oh, no! Ah! My ears are bleeding! Oh, my God! But, you know, you can get kind of sad and weepy on a slow Tuesday night on the midnight shift when you have to play that. No, yeah, no, thank, no, thank, you, you know, did not. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> God, you know, the longer this... Pro- oh, Lady B, where are you? Robin, save your relatability for your friends. Oh, y'all are my friends, aren't you? <laughs> At least I'm not crying because the gays are getting married. You know, I hate, oh, I hate, I so hate myself for what I'm about to do. Oh, this is terrible. No. no I'm not going to play what it. No. no, I'm not going to play it. Okay. I just want to see the lyric. Oh, yeah, now, yep, 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 I had the headphones on. They were Sennheisers with the little, with the little yellow foam, 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 foam. They were over the ear, not, I mean, they were, they were on the ear, not over the ear. Oh, Robin Kincaid has come unstuck in time. <laughs> Dave! <laughs> I was just looking at the lyrics to Lost in Love, and it was like, yeah, I remember. Dave! All out of love. <laughs> Dave says, I'm so oh, wait, Dave, 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 Dave. Dave says, all out of love. Spread my ashes now. 
right, right out of the Folgers coffee can and into the sea breeze. Absolutely, oh, Dave. No. I know I'm, I'm ruined. I'm ruined. See, look, I am just to hear you laughing. Do you know how nice that sounds? <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's just... you can't. Uh, you can't. Are you? Are you breathing, sis? Oh my God! <sighs> Let him go now. Let him go now. I realize the best part of love is the thinnest slice, and it don't count for much. Damn you all! It's gonna be—it's gonna be stuck in my head. The horror! The horror! Oh my God! Today has been the traffic day from hell. I typically have already dropped off and almost on the freeway by now. But today, traffic is stuck on stupid. First this morning, uh, some poor soul lost their life this morning on the 405 South. Oh, no. Which, yeah, um, it happened like four something this morning. And they, when I drove by heading north, uh, they were still... The the corridor hadn't even gotten there yet, and so now because of how late I'm 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 moving, I'm stuck because there's a fucking Rams football game tonight. And why anybody even cares about the the Rams? Are they? It's Thursday night football, so so now I'm trying to get the fuck away from the from the from SoFi. And the bullshit is, is it, I mean, again, you know, I know nothing about football or anything like that, but aren't the Rams, I mean, didn't they win the fucking Super Bowl this year? And they're like, in, like they're what, three and nine or some, some shit yeah, like that? I, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not following it that that closely, but I, I think this is not their finest year. Yeah, no, this is, this is bad. I, I mean, I, I like, oof. That, this, is, this sucks for them, man. And it's like, I, I'm just glad. I mean, so it's not too bad, though. Actually, once I get past, um, once I get past the next couple of lights, I'll be past the, the, the bullshit. Because what time is this? This morning, I, I when I did, when I picked up the girls because I was late and they were already lined up in front you know for tailgating at like 7 o'clock this morning sis. 7 o'clock there was a line of people waiting to get into the, into the parking lot in the morning is that typical in, again not a sports person no no never done any tailgating any yeah, it's, or, or it's, it's 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 kind of got to do with maybe who they're playing At, who, you, know, do you know who they're playing no i'm i'm oh I'm, all right now i'm in trouble now i'm in trouble 
I just got a note from an. I, ju- I, I, I just got a note from Annette. I love air supply. Push off. I'm sorry. I'll never say it again. Matt, Matt, Matt. Next time your husband wants to go to an air supply concert, I've got you a plus one over here. Oh, damn. So they're they're playing the Raiders. Oh, see, okay, then, yes, I'm surprised they haven't been, I'm surprised they weren't dropping acid in the parking lot three days ago. See, that's not right. So, no, okay, now that explains it, aside, I'm like, why is And Raiders fans are coming in, and you know, you know about Raiders fans, right? The Raiders. The radar. Yeah, uh, no, they. Um, hold, okay. I don't, I don't want to run too far over, but no. I mean, it, I, you can't. I got to do this. Hold on. Oh, God. And by the way, uh, Matt says uh, two hours. For two hours, I listened to that crap. Let no one question marriage equality ever again. Amen, man. Right? Well, Look, if I I do get stuck going to see, like I said, if I do get stuck going to see Dancing with the Stars and lead to the casino, if I disappear for a little while, that part. Okay. Okay. So like, here, I, here, here we go. No, you know, you, no. Now, now that now that mention has been made of the Ray does. Um. I have no choice. The late, great John Facenda and the voice of God. NFL films, come on. Stop with the music. I mean, the music was great, but I mean, it, it, but that's not what I want. Um, there it is. Again, the autumn the, wind there. is a pirate. Blustering in from sea, with a rollicking song he speaks along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather-beaten. He wears a hooded sash, with a silver hat about his head, and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. Beats the fuck out of air supply. Trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. Jesus, that voice. Oh. Now, who was this person? That was John Facenda. 
There has never been a voice okay. like his before or since. Wow. I'm sitting, so as I'm watching these people walk into the stadium, right? Nobody has on a fucking coat. Okay? Did I mention, oh, I forgot to tell you this morning, your girl walked out the house to work. 42 degrees. No. You 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 know you get precisely zero sympathy, right? I mean, I don't care. I just I just, I just broke I just I, I just broke a I just broke a nail opening the world's smallest violin case to play. My heart bleeds bleeds peanut butter for you. Forty two degrees. Look, and if people don't have coats, okay. if, and if people don't have coats, those are Raiders fans, honey. But they're from Vegas. It gets fucking cold at night in Vegas. Don't matter. Don't matter. Those are, no. By, by the end of the first quarter, they'll be naked. They're Raiders fans. Lord. <laughs> I just, it's too fucking cold, man. I, my chest, I just the thought of being outside right right about now. I mean, it, it just dropped, just, it's, the highest it was today, and I know I feel your eyes rolling from about to say the high today was 59. Shut up. Shut up. Okay? I'm from here, sis. I don't do cold. I live in L.A. for a goddamn reason. Okay? 40-something degrees. I mean, there was ice on my windows, on my windshield. That was, was not. Like, no, no, no. Now stop this. You, you stop this right now. That was not ice on your windshield. That was frost. No, it was ice. I had to pour alcohol on the windshield in order for me to get so I could see. It was ice. It wasn't frost. I know the difference. <laughs> it was ice. It was just that cold. Because, I mean, if it was 44 degrees... I'm not sure I understand. If it was... Oh, shut up, Sari. If it was 42 degrees when I left this morning, God, so how much colder... It was almost 7 o'clock, 6.30 when I left. So, if it was 40-something degrees when I left this morning, God only knows how slow it dropped to earlier, you know, later last that night or earlier in the morning. It was cold. And I know... It's just a pussy. You kept for your people's goddamn whiners. Wow, wow, wow. What you tell her smells. Oh, yeah, wow, wow. Whatever. For us, it's cold. And I, I want a little, I didn't say sympathy. I just want some understanding for us who don't understand or deal with cold. Don't be mad because, you know, we get sun and stuff like that. Not my fault. Not my fault I live among it. not my fault I live among palm trees. Which are the most useless things in the world. This is also true. They're, I mean, they give no shade, nothing. And when those the the, the what are the leaves called? Fronds. Fronds, fronds yes, fronds. When, 
when those things fall, they do major damage, sis. Major damage. Well, it kind of, I mean, I mean, look, just ask, just ask Keith Richards. It kind of hurts when the coconuts fall too. Yeah, but we don't get a fucking coconut. This is goddamn pond. Wrong so pond. Like, no. Pond. God damn it. See, I'm fucking pond. See, I'm hungry. <laughs> and I have no idea what I'm making for this. Well, I'm not making shit. I'm going home and, la- and slathering uh, big vapor rub on my chest and Bernadette's stab on my shoulder. And I'll call and get the heating pad and call it a fucking night. Because I, I, I don't even, I don't even want to know. Now I know why traffic has been so bad today. We got all these people coming in from Vegas and everywhere else going to the state. Anyway, because now I know you're officially over. Yeah, Podbean, Podbean's going to get mad at me. I love you. One more message from Dave number 11. Uh, oh God damn it, Dave! <laughs> well, at least at least this one's not this, at least this one's not aimed at you. Uh, this is for Matt in okay. San. Okay. This is for Matt in San Francisco. Hey Matt, January twenty first, twenty twenty three, one hour away in Ronert Park. Yes, sirree, Robin. It's air supply. <laughs> oh, Matt, I'm sorry. Matt, you are so lucky that I don't have your contact, your husband's contact information. You wouldn't. You would not. Actually, I probably wouldn't have to because I'm pretty sure his his hubby, he's a fan. He already got the alert. The tickets have probably already been purchased. Oh, Matt. Oh, Matt. I'm sorry, sweetie. That that was really bitchy of me. I, I apologize. What? God, I just no thank you. But anyway, I love you, sis. You have a good night. Get back to that and everybody. I, I, will, I will do. I will do my best. I'm going to get the upload done and. Um, uh, Annette and I are slowly working our way through the original, uh, the original Quantum Leap, and we just we ju- we just watched the Watts episode oh. a couple of nights ago. There's a Watts episode. I remember that episode. Ten minutes. Please tell me, been watching? Have you watched or finished Interview with the Vampire? You broke up. I I love you. I love you. You have, have a wonderful a evening. You too, baby. Talk Bye. to you soon. Bye. What a, a lot of serious stuff in the first couple of hours. And um, Matt, Dave, Tracy, uh, way to way to go. Way to go lifting the weight. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm I'm a little scared now because I'm going to catch so much hell for talking trash on air supply.
Anyway, thanks, everybody. Thanks, thanks, all oh, y'all. Thanks, thanks to uh, for all the challenges and all the responses. And thank you, Mark, for the have a show on me. Thank you. Uh, we got all the way down to five hundred and fifteen bucks, which means our Friday on the front porch miracle is a three-digit miracle. Eight fifteen. Thank you. Thank you to our Patreon and PayPal subscribers. Thank you to our a la carte contributors. Thank you to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you to Roger in the chat room this evening. Thank you to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, head on dot live. Remember, brand new Fresh Malloy on the way, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Pacific. The best place to listen to the first run of Malloy is right here at HeadOn.Live. Because, among other things, no ExxonMobil commercials. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest working, bravest people I know, the folks from Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. 20-plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice and a proud union shop. Please stay safe. Get your booster. Get your flu shot. Wipe down your surfaces. Help stop the spread of RSV. Wear your mask when you're among the great maggot unvaxxed and unwashed and in crowds generally. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Use your hand sanitizer. Keep your social distance 15 to 20 feet, like Paul from Parts Unknown says. And if uh, somebody comes towards you say, uh, muttering something about nice substation you got there, avoid that right-winged domestic terrorist like the plague, because he is. And always, 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 Gina... It's all for you. Later.